Mel Brooks had scores of famous quotable lines. Apropos for this episode is politics, politics, politics. I have been doing a bit of pondering if the tag of libertarian still fits. There are more titles than the soup of identification, including minarchist, agorist, and voluntarist. The real question seems to be, is the name more important or are the acts of the person more important? The question almost answers itself. The Culinary Libertarian Podcast, episode 148. Welcome to the Culinary Libertarian Podcast, where the philosophy is free, but the food is on you. Hello folks, Dan Reed here, the Culinary Libertarian. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy to have you here. Happy to be here. Returning to state schools in the fall after learning how inessential they were when most families were teaching from home may make you reconsider enrolling your students into full-time government schools. 2020 showed us we can adapt to lots of change all at once. Add the Ron Paul homeschooling curriculum to your students' day instead of the government schools and see what a proper, self-based education in writing and government can do for your student. Get back your sanity and give your students a leg up with classes about money, economics, and starting a home business, as well as the core curriculum. Use my affiliate link, culinarylibertarian.com slash homeschool, to see why the Ron Paul curriculum trumps the government schools. Today's episode is probably shorter than most. As of this publication, I've just returned from a week trip out east to Idaho and Utah and Colorado. I want to share some thoughts about the state and the state of the state and how people's expectations of what the state seems to do just don't really do that. I have exchanges on Facebook with the minions of one of Oregon's senators and the demand that the status quo is good and is as it ought to be is a bit staggering. More debt and more taxes and by the way if you borrowed more than you earned year after year you can be sure somebody would have a talk with you and more red tape, and somehow the double-down position is, we need more of that. So this is an appeal to at least consider, how is it going? Are you getting the services you expect for the currency they're stealing? Are you satisfied with the level of war and authorized murder you're getting? Did you know that's what you're paying for? Every year it gets worse and worse, so is it really so extreme to ask, is this really the best way? The last two episodes focused on the state. With Mark Kresslins, we discussed secession, and with Daniel McAdams, we discussed sovereignty, which, if nothing else, is a complex issue. You can dive as deeply as you want into sovereignty, 
But from a U.S. point of view discussion, some of the battles the founders struggled with, as well as the internal and external aspects, Marco Bassani's Chaining Down Leviathan offers an excellent primer to thinking about this. Both of these subjects, secession and sovereignty, were kind of nibbling at the edges of the necessity of the state, that is, the necessity of government. Kaiser Soze told us the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the world he didn't exist. From the state of the world now, I say that the greatest trick ever pulled was convincing the masses that they were unfit to manage their own affairs. If you read the threads of nearly any representative or senator, even at the state level, you'll find a near insistence that not only is the government vital, but were it not for the government, you would be living in mud huts, drinking tainted water, and eating uninspected food, drinking raw milk, and freely trading goods with your neighbors. Oh, the horror. I'm leading to the introduction of anarchy. That's not really the best sounding word for the definition. It sounds harsh and rough, and to the uninformed listener, something almost sinister. There was the Anarchist's Cookbook, which included lessons on hand-to-hand combat, explosives, and more. The number of ways the TV and movies misuse the phrase is used instead to mean chaos, and that repeated misuse is pretty staggering, although not really surprising. That so many people get it wrong isn't a surprise. That those same people resist the true definition is frustrating. As simply as possible, anarchy is society of rules, not rulers. Discuss any political philosophy, and opponents or pundits may start the whataboutisms in short order. The expectation seems to be that any system that falls short of perfect all the time for everyone isn't worth discussing. May I present the Biden Administration 2021. Parse the language all you want. But kids in cages, threats to nuke Americans, seem not the first best representation of a benevolent overlord. For those of you who insist he didn't really mean nuke Americans, will you also concede Trump didn't really mean inject bleach? Let's take a moment out for a word from Jake about his tasting anarchy podcast. Hey everyone, Jake here, host of the Tasting Anarchy Podcast. Join my co-host Mason and I each week as we explore the world of wine and alcohol through a liberty lens. You can find us on all your major podcatchers, tastinganarchy.com or Tasting Anarchy on Twitter. Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Find out how much government is in your drink. For good or bad, we as humans in the 21st century 
have gotten lazy. Everything is almost instant, but there are still no flying cars. And, like it or not, capitalism has given us earthlings an embarrassment of riches. With that, at least for Americans, the politicians have found inventive and successful ways to plunder, for our own good, of course. Some congressmen go to Facebook to announce this new bill will fix a very singular and specific issue, and isn't he just amazing for think of this I thinking of this idea after more than two hundred and thirty years. I read those posts too, and I respond accordingly, which means sometimes with snark and sometimes in an attempt to engage, but what the minions never seem to grasp is that this is just one person, maybe two and rarer three, behind this bill. Who says they're right? And more importantly, to freedom and liberty, why should we care if he's right? The question Thomas Sowell asks is, is it doesn't matter what's best, it is to ask who decides what's best. Just because it is easy doesn't make it better or right. I found a recipe for a keto bread, which is pretty good, you know, for keto bread. It's basically cheese eggs whipped and baked in a loaf pan. But there is a procedure. The author writes to use a food processor. Now, I remember buying my first, my first, I remember buying my first food processor as a green behind the ears over eager cook. That machine could cut and grate and slice like the wind. And I didn't even have to use my knife. Just get the machine. Current American politics are like the machines invented to make tasks easier. They are fun. They are easy. And, and in their use... We have forgotten the basics and the principles. Knife skills will never be unessential. Understanding what issues are state issues and what issues are federal issues is nearly non-existent. As I stated before, this episode is probably a didactic for thinking. What is the cost of that congressman's idea? What are the unintended consequences of that idea? Is that really a general government job? The answer to the last one is almost certainly not. Defend the nation and don't be the one who violates our rights is about all the general government is really required to do. So far, this has been a leisurely stroll through the field of ideas, but walking through some daisies, oh, aren't they pretty? And just over the ridge are the deep weeds of political philosophy. Right now, I'm not interested in going over the ridge, and I'm not interested in your brand affiliation behind your name. My want is for you to ask questions about those ideas from your representatives or senators. The, Congress, the senator I mentioned a minute ago, Jeff Mergley, seems to have a new, grand idea every week. 
sometimes twice a week. When I respond that it just means higher taxes and some program to harm a different group, I get called names and ridiculed. That's fine. I worked for the, I worked for Czech certified master chef. I can handle heat. Punditry isn't my forte. Dave Smith is very good at that. But this has been on my mind a bit of late. We like catchy phrases, and I think the catchy-ish phrase here is principle before politics. That can be very challenging, especially when you are the distinct minority at home or work. It isn't an impossible place to be, but it's an important place to be because, like we see with so many, and not all of them, at least there are two and a half specific certain exceptions to the general rule that most of them are wind socks and blow whichever way the wind is going. So principles really matter. And I've probably talked a couple of times on that, uh, on, on, about that on this show, and I can't remember the episodes, but you know, the, 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 the two main principles for libertarianism is don't hurt people, don't take this stuff. That sounds easy. The hard part is end wars and end the Fed. Principles matter. And it's worth thinking about what those are for you. What are first principles? Put that ahead of your voters and your voting, and I think we'll be in a good spot. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Michael Malice has collected several essays and put them into a book. Malice is a vocal and articulate anarchist, and even though the essays aren't his words, he's got a good handle on anarchy. So do the authors in the book. The book, The Anarchist Cook... Hmm, no, not that one. The Anarchist Handbook will be linked on the show notes page, culinarylibertarian.com slash 148. I'll also add a link to a page aggregated by the late J... Hmm, stuttering today. Late Robert Wenzel with 30 essays for 30 days on how to think like a libertarian. I hope you got something from this episode. I hope you found a little bit of lightning and maybe uh, some avenues to explore to open your thinking. You don't have to change your mind and what your identification is. I just want you to learn more about what's going on. I will do food again. I am hopeful that a guest will say yes to discuss olives. If you like what I'm doing, I would appreciate your support at culinarylibertarian.com slash support. Have a good week. I'll see you soon. Music for the Culinary Libertarian podcast is provided by Matthew Bankert at mattbankert.com.